Chapter 7 Obedience by Dwight L. Moody And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Hebrews 5, verse 9 My subject is one that you will not like very well, but I found out a long time ago that the medicine we don't like is the best medicine for us. If there is anything that throws a coldness over a meeting, it is to talk about obedience. You can talk about love and heaven and other things, and people get so warmed that they shout. But when you talk about obedience, it's like a sort of coldness over the meeting. It's like a man I heard of who was preaching with great power. His employer heard of it and said, I understand you are preaching, and they tell me you preach with great power. Yes, said the employee. Well now, said the employer. I will give you all the time you want to preach here, but you prepare a sermon on the Ten Commandments, and preach on them, and emphasize the one on stealing, for there is a great deal of stealing by the employees here. The man's countenance fell at once. He said he wouldn't like to do that. There wasn't the warmth in it that there was in some things. I've always noticed when you come right down to such matters that people don't like to be told about them because it comes a little too near home. I once heard about a young minister who took the place of an old pastor, and he began to bear down pretty hard upon the sins of the people. A man came to him afterward and said, Look here, young man, if you expect to keep this pulpit, you've got to stop that kind of preaching, for the people won't stand for it. There are a good many people who are delighted when you talk about the sins of the patriarchs and the sins of other Bible characters, but when you touch upon the sins of today, that is another thing. They say, I don't like his style. They don't like his subject matter either, and perhaps you won't like this subject of obedience. We are told that without faith it is impossible to please God. Hebrews 11 verse 6 And you will find that it is impossible to please God without obedience. Your faith doesn't amount to much without obedience. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. He gives eternal salvation unto all those who obey him, not to all those who feel him, who talk to him, or who say, Lord, Lord, Matthew 7, verse 21, but to those who obey him. Eternal salvation means eternal safety. Everything except the heart of man obeys God. Did you ever notice that everything except the heart of man obeys God? If you look right through history, you will find that this is true. In the beginning, God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Genesis 1, verse 3. Let the waters bring forth, and the water brought forth abundantly. Genesis 1, verse 20. One of the proofs that Jesus Christ is God is that he spoke to nature, and nature obeyed him. At one time he spoke to the sea, and the sea recognized and obeyed him. Mark 4, verse 39. He spoke to the fig tree, and instantly it withered and died. Matthew 21, verse 19. It obeyed literally and immediately. He spoke to devils, and the devils fled. E.g. Matthew 8, verse 16. He spoke to the grave, and the grave obeyed him and gave back its dead.
John 11, verses 43 and 44. However, when he speaks to man, man will not obey him. That is why man is out of harmony with God, and it will never be different until people learn to obey God. God wants obedience, and he will have it, or else there will be no harmony. In the first epistle of John we read, And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. 1 John 2, verse 17. He says in another place that if we keep his sayings, we will never die. John 8, verse 51. The world is like a floating island, and as securely as we anchor to it, we will be carried away by it. Near to God If you want to get near to God, just obey Him. That is the quickest way to get near Him. He takes those who obey Him into the nearest communion with Himself. Once, while Jesus talked to the people, behold, His mother and His brethren stood without, desiring to speak with Him. Then one said unto Him, Behold, thy mother and thy brother stand without, desiring to speak with thee. But He answered, and said unto him that told him, Who is my mother, and who are my brethren? And he stretched forth his hand toward his disciples, and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren. For whosoever shall do the will of my Father which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. Matthew 12, verses 46 through 50. There is no friendship without obedience. The truest sign that we love God is that we obey Him. I do love God, a little girl said to her father one day when he was speaking to her about loving God. Perhaps you think you do, dear, said the father. But I do. Suppose you would come to me and say, Papa, I love you, and then run off and disobey me. Could I believe you? The child said, No. Well, continued the father, how can I believe that you love God when I see you every day doing things that he forbids? If you love me, keep my commandments. John 14, verse 15. It isn't a matter of feeling or picking out things we like to do, but it is doing what he commands us to do. Notice that Adam lost everything by disobedience, and the second Adam gained everything by obedience. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Romans 5, verse 19. To obey is better than sacrifice. Let me call your attention to another portion of Scripture. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. 1 Samuel 15, verse 22. God doesn't want sacrifice if there is disobedience. If we are living in disobedience to God, that is no sacrifice, but it is sacrilege. If Adam and Eve had obeyed God, there would have been no need of sacrifices of any kind. Many people want to bring him a sacrifice instead of obeying him. What does your work of charity amount to if you are not obedient? Do you think that you can gain heaven by sacrificing your money or your time? 
to obey is better than sacrifice. Suppose a father sends his boy to school and he does not go. He says, I don't want to go to school, and he goes off and fishes all day. He knows his father is very fond of trout. He says, I know I have been disobedient, and I can sell these trout for fifty cents, and I will just take them home to my father. It will be a great sacrifice, but it will please my father. Do you think that that will please him? Not at all. He wants obedience, and until his son obeys, his sacrifice is an abomination. The sacrifices of the wicked are an abomination to God and man. Proverbs 15, verse 8. Don't let anyone deceive himself and think he is going to please God by giving something to him when he is living in disobedience. People say to me, You talk against that gambler, but he is very good to the poor. And they think he is going to go to heaven because he is good to the poor. They say that God will have to remember him. My dear friend, as long as he is living a disobedient life, he cannot do a thing to please God. That boy cannot please his father until he is willing to obey and do the very thing he was told to do. It is much easier to bring a lamb or bullock to the altar than it is to bring ourselves. Do you know it? I remember hearing a story about an Indian who wanted to come to the Lord. He brought his blanket, but the Lord wouldn't have it. He brought his gun, his dog, his bow and arrow, but the Lord wouldn't have them. At last he brought himself, and the Lord took him. The Lord wanted him. What the Lord wants is not what you've got, but yourself, and you cannot do a thing to please God until you surrender yourself to him. Take the two Saul's. They lived about a thousand years apart. One started out well and ended poorly, and the other started out poorly and ended well. The first Saul got a kingdom and a crown. He had a lovely family. No father ever had a better son than Saul had and Jonathan. He had the friendship of Samuel, the best prophet there was on the face of the earth. Yet he lost the friendship of Samuel. He lost his crown, he lost his kingdom, and he lost his life, all through an act of disobedience. God took the crown from his head and put another man in his place. Why? Because he disobeyed. All his kingly dignity and power could not excuse him. Now take the Saul of the New Testament. When God called him, he was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. Acts 26, verse 19, and he was given a heavenly kingdom. There was one act of obedience and one act of disobedience. The act of obedience gained everything, and the act of disobedience lost everything. You will find that this is taking place constantly right through the scriptures. I believe the wretchedness and misery and woe in our American cities today comes from disobedience to God. If we won't obey God as a nation, let us begin individually. Let us make up our minds that we will do it, no matter what it costs us, and we will have peace and joy. A Blessing or a Curse In the book of Deuteronomy we read, Behold, I set before you this day a blessing and a curse. 
a blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day, and a curse if you will not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn aside out of the way which I command you this day to go after other gods which you have not known. Deuteronomy 11, verses 26 through 28. Isn't that enforced? Isn't the blessing of God resting upon a person who serves Him? There is great reward in keeping God's laws and statutes, Psalm 19, verse 11, but a great curse upon those who disobey God. A lawyer once gave a client instructions of what to do, but the client did not follow the instructions, and he lost his case. He complained to his lawyer, who responded, Well, you did not do what I told you. Look at the wives and mothers who have gone right against the law of God and married ungodly men and drunkards. See what hells they are living in today. Just one act of disobedience. They are suffering tortures day by day, dying by inches. The whole country is more or less cursed by this disobedience. A mother up in Minnesota told me that she had a little child who took a book and threw it out of the window. She told him to go and pick it up. The little boy said, I won't. She said, What? He said again, I won't. She said, You will. You go and pick up that book. He said he wouldn't do it. She took him outside, and she waited for him to pick up the book. Dinner time came, and he hadn't picked up the book. She took him to dinner, and after it was over, she took him outside again. They sat there until tea time. When tea time came, she took him in and gave him his supper, and then took him outside and kept him there until bedtime. The next morning she went out again and kept him there until dinner time. He realized that he was in for a life job, so he picked up the book. She said she never had any trouble with the child afterward. Mothers, if you don't make your boy obey when he is young, he will break your heart later. You say, Cannot God make a person obey? I suppose he could, but he does not work that way. He isn't going to force you against your will. He's going to draw you by the cords of love. Hosea 11, verse 4. But if you are not going to obey him, then you are going to suffer. God made man neither obedient nor disobedient, and a person must choose for himself. As Dr. Parker says, a child can treat God with sulkiness and silence. The tiniest knee can stiffen and refuse to bow before him. Strive to enter in at the straight gate. Luke 13, verse 24. I will not. Look unto me, and be ye saved. Isaiah 45, verse 22. I will not. Come unto me, and I will give you rest. Matthew 11, verse 28. I will not. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Matthew 6, verse 33. I will not. Repent. Matthew 4, verse 17. I will not. Turn ye, turn ye, for why will ye die? Ezekiel 33, verse 11. I will not. Follow me. Matthew 4, verse 19. I will not. Believe. On the Lord Jesus Christ, Acts 16, verse 31. 
I will not. Give me thine heart. Proverbs 23, verse 26. I will not. Go work today in my vineyard. Matthew 21, verse 28. I will not. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Exodus 20, verse 8. I will not. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Matthew 6, verse 20. I will not. So we could go through the entire Bible, and we would find that rebellious man refuses to obey God's commandments, but instead follows the devices and desires of his own heart. God made man for his glory, but man joined the devil and became a rebel. Now this is the question to be settled. The battle is fought on that one word of the will. The door hangs on that one hinge of the will. Will you obey? That is the question. Will you obey the voice of God and do as He commands you to do? No one can obey for you any more than anyone can eat and drink for you. You must eat and drink for yourself, and you must obey God for yourself. God requires literal, prompt, cheerful obedience. Nothing else will do. If you change the doctor's prescription only a little, you might turn it into strong poison. A Sunday school teacher once asked her class, How is the will of God done in heaven? One child answered, Cheerfully. Another said, By everybody. A third responded, All the time. But the best answer was, It is done without asking any questions. Disobedience brings punishment. People don't seem to think that there is anything in disobedience that needs to be punished. They shoot a soldier in the army for disobedience. As Alfred Lord Tennyson wrote in The Charge of the Light Brigade, There's not to make reply. There's not to reason why. There's but to do and die. It is said that an officer of engineers once told the Duke of Wellington that it is impossible to carry out some orders he had given. Sir, replied the Duke, I did not ask your opinion. I gave you my orders, and I expect them to be obeyed. God never gave a command that we cannot obey. Perhaps we don't know the reason, but God knows it. Will not the farmer be punished if he disobeys the laws of nature? Does not the same hold true in regard to spiritual laws? The only way to reap happiness in the life to come is to obey God's commandments in the life that now is. People say, well, don't you think it is very unreasonable for God to punish Adam because he transgressed once? Some years ago, a superintendent telegraphed to a man not to turn the bridge over a certain river until the special train passed. He waited and waited, and the man stood firm until finally someone convinced him to open the bridge. He thought he would have time to let the boats pass and swing the bridge back before the train came. However, he had just got it opened when he heard the coming of the quick train. He did not have time to get the bridge back, and there was a tremendous accident, and lives were lost. The man went out of his mind and was sent to a madhouse, and his cry for years until death released him was, If I only had! If I only had! 
if he only had what? If only he had obeyed, those lives would not have been lost. In England, not long ago, a switchman just turned the switch at the wrong time, and twenty men were hurled into eternity, and a good many were maimed and hurt for life. He disobeyed just once. Simple Obedience There is a story about Stephen Gerard, one of the first millionaires this country ever had. An Irishman had recently arrived in this country, and he had been walking around the streets of Philadelphia for a long time, unable to find any work. One day he went into Gerard's office and asked him if he could give him something to do to keep soul and body together. Gerard said, Yes. Do you see that pile of bricks down there? Yes. Well, pile it up at the other end of the yard. The Irishman went to work. Night came on, and he had the work all done. He went into the office, touched his hat, got his pay, and asked if Mr. Gerard had any work for him the next morning. Gerard told him he had. The next morning, Gerard said, You go and carry that pile of bricks back to where you found it. The Irishman went at the work without a word. Night came on, and he got his pay, and he asked if there would be work for him the next morning. Gerard kept him marching up and down there for a number of days, until he saw that he was just the man he wanted. One day he said, You go down and bid that sugar off. When the auctioneer put the sugar up, here was an inexperienced Irishman bidding. The people laughed and made fun of him and finally it was sold to him. The auctioneer said in a gruff tone, Who is going to pay for this sugar? Gerard, sir. Are you Gerard's agent? He was a mighty man then. Gerard had found a man he could trust. God wants to find someone he can trust to obey him. Blessed by Obedience do you know that every person who was blessed while Christ was on earth was blessed in the act of obedience? Ten lepers came to him, and he said, Go, show yourselves unto the priests. Luke 17, verse 14. They could have said, What good is that going to do us? It was the priests who sent us away from our families. But they said nothing. And it came to pass that as they went, they were healed. Do you want to get rid of the leprosy of sin? Then obey God. You say you don't feel like it. Did you always feel like going to school when you were a child? Suppose a person only went to his business when he felt like it. He would fail in a few weeks. Jesus said to another man, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, John 9, verse 7. And as he washed, he received his sight. He was blessed in the act of obedience. The prophet said to Naaman, Go and wash in Jordan seven times, 2 Kings 5, verse 10. And while he was dipping himself in the river, he was healed. God wants simple obedience. You don't need to go to any theological seminary to find out how to obey, do you? Old Matthew Henry used to say, If you live by the gospel precepts, you may live on the gospel promises. To know the truth and not to obey it is unprofitable. The Bible says more than fifty times that Moses did as the Lord commanded him, 
That was why Moses had the confidence of God. Eternal Salvation If you want eternal salvation, you can have it, now. The terms are right here. What are they? Obedience. This is His commandment, that we should believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ. 1 John 3.23 He that believeth on Him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. John 3, verse 18. If you disobey, you shut the only door of hope. You may make a profession of Christianity, you may join the church, and you may know the doctrine, but unless you listen to and obey God's commandments, it will all be of no avail. Will you obey? You have got to settle this thing in your mind. Just make up your mind that you are going to obey. There's nothing very mysterious about it. You do not need to go to any old musty library to read up on obedience, do you? If God tells you to repent, then repent. This will be the greatest day you have ever seen if you make up your mind to obey Him. Will you do it? Reader, decide now. In olden times, when a Roman ambassador came to a king who was not allied to the empire, he said, Will you have peace with Rome or not? If the king asked for time to think it over, the ambassador used to draw a circle around the man with his rod and say, You must decide before you step out of that circle, for if you do not say peace before you cross the line, Rome will crush you with her armies. Do not trespass any longer on God's mercy. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Joshua 24, verse 15 This life will not last forever. The trumpet will one day sound and call you forth from your narrow bed. The graves will be opened, and you will be summoned forth to meet your God. The proud heart that rejects or mocks Christianity down here will be compelled to listen to the judgment sentence of God. The ears that will not obey the sound of the church-going bell will be compelled to obey the sound of the last trumpet. The eyes that behold evil here will one day gaze upon the spotless throne of God. Do not forever disobey. May God help you to submit your proud will without delay in loving, childlike obedience to Him.